Everyman Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, indeed. Another week, another pod. Big Dog, Daryl Campbell, how are you, my bro? I am great, and our great, and, and, and our guest is greater. I'll tell you what, I too am great, and our guest is greater. It goes without saying, we have a lot of excellent conversations that we really enjoy and get a lot out of on this here, Everyman oh, Podcast. Yeah. And uh, many people have come into the Cosmic Canoe. And uh, one of my personal favorites, and I'll speak for Daryl, one of Daryl's favorites. Do it. Uh, speak for me. Mark Holcomb from Periphery. And uh, he's a guy we got connected to just uh, through kind of random chance, and we had a great conversation. And then we just started having football-only podcasts, and we really enjoyed it through the playoffs. I really enjoyed it. Um, don't want to brag, but I will. I had some good predictions. They worked out. End result, I'm a big Tom Brady fan now. This year, I said, hey, Mark, let's do a little NFL kickoff pod. It's all fall. We are at the tip of fall. I cannot wait to get past the tip and more in towards the whole fall situation. Let's do a little football kickoff special. He said, hell, hell, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So this week, we're, of course, we're talking a little periphery. We talk a little Haunted Shores. Talk a little Meshuggah. Talk music. But we're here to talk football. And uh, with that being said, bro, I think we should just kick it to our interview with Mark Dive Holden. in. Just dive in. Every man, NFL kickoff. Here we go. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is our friend. He's a guitarist. He is a voice actor. He really needs no introduction. Uh, from Periphery and Haunted Shores, returning to the Everyman Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Holcomb. Mark, what's up, brother? Hey, guys. Nice to see you again. Absolutely. Good to be <laughs> seen. Yeah. You forgot stud, Justin. He is a stud, he is a He is a stud. And I got a compliment. I, you know, I was looking at your some of your videos and stuff on social your room is so everything's framed very nicely. It's a very this room here. Yeah, the, this, the way everything's kind of put together, it's just it's a good, it's a good uh, visual. It's called yeah. clean. Uh, <laughs> my, my 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 lovely wife is responsible for that stuff. It's like she she was you know she was awesome enough to set all that stuff up, and I, I hung the guitars. But yeah, I mean I keep it pretty orderly. You guys well, it just don't looks see symmetrical. It. Everything looks yeah. I, I I like symmetry. You guys, but you guys don't see the desk. <laughs> on which this computer is situated and it's uh is it's, it like uh, carnage yeah but <laughs> that's why it's not on camera yeah. it's for awesome. it's for awesome. thine eyes only yeah mine's the same yeah. kind of situation but uh yeah man good to see you last time you're on you know we were talking about the super bowl and uh we had some fun and you know it's that time of year it's fall is coming it's vast fastly approaching and i said hey bro let's get together do a little uh nfl kickoff pod so before we talk NFL football, because that's what we're here to do. We got to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on with you, what's going on music world. Um, so what do you, what have you been up to, bro? What's, what's new? Ooh, yeah, man. Ever since uh, we last did this, um, things have been crazy. Yeah, we did this, like you said, did we do this right before the Super Bowl? We did one right before. We did a prediction, right and then we did, uh, yeah, there's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl prediction show was our yeah. last, was yeah. our last one. Man, yeah. Um, so we finished the Haunted Shores record. Haunted Shores is my side project. For those who don't know out there, I have on the side of Periphery. Um, that record's pretty much done. Um, I think mixing is happening the next couple of days. And then uh, it's going to get sent off to be mastered. And then we're looking at maybe a, a Q4 or Q1 release. 
uh, next year. And uh, that, that record came out crazy. I, I think I mentioned to you guys before, but like while I was writing uh, sort of in the middle of last year, when we did our first podcast together, um, I think I remarked to you guys that it was just nuts. Like it's just, it's crazy people music. Yeah. Um, and it turned out even more bombastic and over the top and like ugly and nihilistic than even I thought it was going to be. And yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of been a nice sort of outlet on the side of periphery, which like we're in the thick of recording right now. Um, per- periphery has been, we've been meeting up every couple months to write for the record and it's, it's a big sprawling, ambitious album. That's, that's going some places that I think are pretty unprecedented even for us, because I think what we did with periphery four was so, um, like I, we're all so proud of it, you know, and that's the one record that I can go back to and still be like, damn, that's pretty good. You know, and the rest of the rest of our this. stuff. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't sweet. hate it. Whereas the rest of our stuff, I'm like, fuck, I want to yeah. do that different. I want to do that different. And I think the reason I feel that way about those songs is because we just spent so much time. We had such a discerning eye for what we wanted out of it. And we just got, we got super dirty in the weeds with, with, everything top to bottom with that record. And we took a long time. I think that's the key. And with this periphery album, we're like, we're moving at a snail's pace because we want to have that same discerning eye and we want to make our last record sound small in comparison. We want it to be a jump up because, you know, in the band, we don't ever look at lateral moves as a success. Um, And that includes creatively. So yeah, we're not trying to do a repeat of it. We're not trying to, you know, chase old threads or, or repeat ourselves uh, so it, that's why it's taken so long, but yeah, we're in the thick of it. Um, and on the side, I finished a haunted shores record and yeah, besides that, I, um, I got a couple, um, uh, video games that I'm, that I'm working on, um, voice wise. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun lately, busy, but, but fun, busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're really, uh, really getting into the voice acting. It's cool. I see every couple of weeks, I feel like I see you posting on a new game and you're doing, you did this, the snowboarding VR game, which. I, I've got the PlayStation VR, and that's pretty intense. Um, I don't know if I could handle the snowboarding VR. Is it, is it pretty uh It's is it pretty crazy. It's, it's hard. It's hard as fuck. Yeah, I tried it, and I feel like I, I bet you like a 12-year-old would be better oh, yeah. at me than this. I was, I was really bad. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome sensation. Like if you've never tried like VR sports before, it's weird. Because, okay, for example, there's a VR rock climbing game. Mm-hmm. And the first thought you have is like, how the fuck are you going to replicate the feeling of climbing or bouldering Mm -hmm. in a VR setup? The thing is, it's not, it's not replicated one for one. It's a completely different sensation, but just a shitload of fun nonetheless. So nice. Yeah. It's it's like you go pick up NBA 2K21 or something like that. And then you expect it to feel like basketball. It's like, no, it doesn't really feel like basketball, but it's just fun because it involves the sport that I love, you know? So yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, man. You should go check it out. You gotta have an Oculus Quest though. It's it's not on PSVR. Yeah, it's a standalone uh, yeah system, which is which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of endeavors and crazy people, music. Uh, two things I want to talk about here. First, new BT Bam, Colors Two. Did you get? A ch- I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it yet. I'm such a bad friend. So and I music I admittedly, it took me a couple days because I was just having some really chaotic days and I was always needing to kind of come down and it's like it's hard to come down for me because I just get so I'm listening to it so intently and it's it's like a 
it's like a workout. It's like a mental workout for me to listen to a BT Bam record, yeah. a periphery for that matter. Um, yeah. Pretty much all the music I listen to is like strenuous <laughs> to me, you know, because but in a it good says way. Something about you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Um, you know, no matter what it is, but uh, yeah, Colors Two Wild um, first concert I got to see uh, back at the TLA in the uh, beginning of August was BT Bam. It was their first show at the TL, the TLA's first show back. Um, yeah. And uh, it's great to see them on tour and, you know, doing their thing. But highly, highly recommend you uh, you give it a spin there, buddy. I should. I really should. I hear what you're saying. It's like a mental commitment to get into a record like that because you know it's going to be it's, and just... I'm, and I can't just listen to, like, one or two pieces yeah. of it. You've got to give it the yeah. whole, you know, yeah. sit down, you know, have a beverage. Over time, I've discovered that a lot of Peripheries fans tend to be analysts, programmers, uh, mathematicians, scientists, engineers, like it runs the gamut. And every time I meet someone, somebody from that kind of field, I'm just like, dude, it figures like, and then they always like Meshuggah or they always like dream theater Perfect. or between the pair to me. <laughs> Perfect. Because they, they, they like, when they enjoy wild. something, they feel obligated to like actively or passively study it while they listen to it. And I, and I think that's such a cool you know, relatable way. Cause that's, I mean, that's always how I've been. Uh, my relationship with music has always been analytical to a degree, even though sometimes I just like want to put on Pantera and like headbang. Um, it's always cool to have, to, to know that our fans like there are, are, are out, like, like us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you, you softballed me the perfect segue. Cause you know, last little music thing I wanted to talk about here is Meshuggah. Now at any given time, my favorite bands, is either, you know, Meshuga or Dream Theater or Between the Barry to me. Like, it's one of those, it's a rotating, you know, of what of what's, like, my current favorite. And I, it's funny, I just had my bachelor party, and uh, a couple of my buddies are musicians that aren't into the kind of music I enjoy, and we enjoy here. Kind of like Daryl, who he's gets, he, I've been exposing him to it. <clears throat> and I, Good was man. Like, I was like, it's my weekend, yes. we're going to do what I want to do before we do anything. I put on this like Meshuggah live concert and, and like people were hesitant. And then like about a, like a third of the way through it, they're like kind of, and then by the end of it, they're like, Holy shit. Like everyone, you know? And, and then like, I'm getting texts like, dude, so when is Meshuggah coming to Philly? Cause, and I'm like, dude, 20, let's go February. You yeah. know, I've already got my tickets. Yeah. And they, they do something to my part of my brain that gets me all, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. <laughs> I can't even say it on the podcast, but I saw you did, you know, a cover video with, you know, Elliot Hoffman, who's one of my favorite drummers out there. And this guy, Cosmic Canoe, I saw Carbomb open for Gojira on Gojira's first U.S. tour in like somewhere in Brooklyn. Um, but I went like three different shows and they were fucking insane. And this was like 2006. They were insane then. They're insane now. Um, how was it? putting that whole project together, like where'd that come from and, and how'd you like accomplish that? Over my, my, my buddy Frank at metal injection hit me up and he was like, Hey man, do you want to play? I think he was like, do you want to play an old Sepultura cover? And, and I was like, yeah, that would be fun. Let's do it. Um, and he, he was going to like have me and other guest musicians collaborate on the same track, sort of like, sort of like an okay Cupid of musicians who live far away from each other. Um, and then he was like, actually scratch that. Um, do you guys want to do an old Meshuggah song? And I'm like, sure. Who, who's going to play on it with me? Um, and then he was like, we'll get Elliot from Carbomb, James from Tesseract, um, Sasha from Intronaut. And then he was like, we don't have a bass player. 
And then I wrote up my friend, uh, Ben from Incubus. And I know Ben, he's a metalhead. People don't know that about Ben, but like he loves, he loves old school metal. So I hit him up. I was like, Hey, this may not be your cup of tea, but you want to play this Meshuggah song. And then he banged it out. Like he one taked it on video. He's a really killed it. And the tone was perfect too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we just recorded our parts from home. Uh, and, uh, I had to do the Thordendal solo, which uh, brutal, and you so, nailed it, dude. That's oh, thanks. I <laughs> I did my own take art because I can't play like that, so I had to do seriously like two hundred takes. I wanted um, to ask, like, how he's like impossible to cover, and even like I know they've had kind of they had another gentleman pop in there for a bit. Now he's back, which is yep. going to be insane. But like, well, how do you even approach? jumping into that guy's shoes little by little just like I, I i just get the song i load it into to cubase and then i just slow it down and listen lick by lick and try to approximate what's going on some of the stuff you can't even really hear that well so it's just an approximation of what he's doing and the things that i have a harder time picking up on i kind of just wrote things to replace it so so yeah it's alien stuff for sure um <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> like i feel like that's not even kidding that's the kind of shit we should be beaming out into outer space. Like just to let people know there's a higher consciousness here, not like (laughs) reality TV or anything. Like if you, because any other, the reason I think this is because anyone who I talk to that, even if they're not into metal or whatever, even Mike Mangini, we had to talk about Thomas Hawk and he's like, Oh, he's on his own. When Mike Mangini says it's on its own level, you know, like I'm pretty sure the aliens would be like, you know what? I think they got something good worth checking out down there. It's, yeah. it's anyone it's universal or they'll hear it and be like i don't ever want to fuck with that plan. <laughs> right oh, it's gonna be it, it's good either plan. way yeah. it's good either way yeah i uh i can't wait to go see them and uh hear you know their new album so mark my man nfl season is upon us as this uh we're recording this it's a it's you know what two two weeks away but by the time this comes out it's right it's right there how you feeling First of all, how you feeling about the offseason with the uh, with the Chicago Bears and how you feel about what's going on in the preseason? Curious to feel how see how you both feel about this. Ugh. I'm I'm stoked. Well, first okay, I'm I'm excited because this is just how I get every 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 time of year, every year I, I just get really excited two weeks before football season. I just get pumped regardless like even even in past years when I knew the Bears were going to suck, I just like it's football, man. I get excited for Sundays again. And even if we, if, even if I know we're going to finish four and 12 or I guess four and 13 this year or something, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to be four and 13, but um, even if I know our team is going to be bad in previous years, I just get excited to see the sport back, you know, um, how I feel about the off season. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I thought that I thought the bears drafted really well. Uh, I, th- I thought it was really exciting bringing in Justin Fields and getting, help on the O-line. Uh, Tevin Jenkins is out the year, though, so their they're first round, or I don't know if he's, first, he's their second round pick, right? Um, he's out for the season, which sucks, um, because they needed help on that offensive line. Um, but, uh, I mean, all in all, it's been a really underwhelming preseason, and Matt Nagy, their head coach, came out, and he named Andy Dalton the week one starter, which I don't know, I, I'm curious to get Daryl's take on it, but, like, my first thought was, like, was this guy watching the same game as the rest of us were? I know. Like, has he, was, was he, he losing the same game these first two preseason weeks? Because like there was one quarterback who looked markedly better by anyone's, by anyone's degree of measure. Um, 
measurement through those first two games. And it's like, I just don't, unless we're missing something, unless there's something behind the scenes that we're not seeing, or if they just don't want to put Justin Fields on primetime being chased by Aaron Donald in week one, I don't know. But it's just puzzling and baffling. And then to see Trubisky carve us up for four straight touchdown drives in that in that preseason game was like, it, it just got this like really weird um, thought spinning in my head. And I fucking hate when I, I go online and, and like I see people trashing Matt Nagy and like, oh, Trubisky, Tr- Trubisky would have been a great quarterback had, had Nagy not <laughs> mishandled him and like miscoached him. I just like, I hate that kind of armchair quarterback stuff. But at the same time, it's just like that happening, Trubisky breaking out, and then and then the Dalton thing. Um, I don't know. And then the offense just looks stagnant still. Uh, I know like a lot of our best players have been hurt still. Like you haven't seen Allen Robinson. You haven't seen uh, Tariq Cohen. You haven't seen David Montgomery. You haven't seen a bunch of guys. But um, it's, uh, it's a little worrisome. I'm, I won't lie. It's a, it's a little worrisome. I'm, I'm forever optimistic because, I, I, because Justin Fields – yeah, you know, like just trying to trying to be supportive for my team, and, I, and I'm definitely gonna be there week one. I'm, I'm gonna be watching that game top to bottom. I'm gonna be rooting for Andy Dalton, like his biggest fan. But um, it's it's a really weird time to be a Bears fan. And meanwhile, you see Urban Meyer basically saying Trevor Lawrence is our number one. You know, and, and like you see these other first round first round quarterbacks, uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is apparently gonna win the starting job over Cam Newton in really? New England. Yeah, they were just here actually. The, oh, the yeah? we, we they had a tour we toured them uh, last week uh, through NFL films um, oh damn yeah yeah they, I mean in person they look f- fucking impressive but I mean yeah we'll, we'll see what the uh what the what the season ends up being for them so yeah I'm I mean surprised Jones, Cam's not uh gonna be the starter there well Jones, Jones they both look pretty good this this preseason but I thought it was interesting for for Belichick to basically I mean they haven't come right out and say said it but I just I've read some articles that there's like rumblings that Jones is going to get the 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 week one nod and it's like what does Fields have to do I mean I know he hasn't like been Tom Brady or anything in in the preseason but he's shown enough he's shown enough to make it really obvious I, what, what do you think about it too? I'm curious it's to hear it's, it's, it's a very Chicago Bears thing to do organizationally that's that's just they've been doing it forever uh, since I've been there playing um to to now like they that's just kind of how they handle things it's, there's always a question mark and that question mark is always the fucking offense there's yeah. always something going on whether it's it think about it like the, the, over the last 10 years there's always something going on with the offensive line and there's an issue with quarterback and the defense is pretty much solid you know what i mean yeah. like it's that's just always how it's been i like to me you come out against the dolphins you win that by seven and i was worried because i was like we only blew them out by seven you know what i mean like what 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 come on man and then you get i'm not even say what i wanted what was just about to say you get raped literally by the bills <laughs> like it's come on man are yeah. you kidding me yeah. Are you kidding me? By and Mitchell got, Trubisky. Yeah. By fucking Mitchell Trubisky, man. Like, yeah. are you serious? Yep. Like, uh, you, like you, 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 a nuclear explosion went off in Chicago to get rid of the man. He goes to the Bills and he comes back and he just forks us up and down the field, man. Come on. That was I have shocking. I have a theory. I have a theory. And you guys let me know what you think of this. So ever since Field, Fields was drafted, 
this was early in the preseason, like training camp. Nagy day one was like Andy Dalton's our starter. Yeah. Our starter. And to me, I'm that's like, that's what I mean. That's that I'm bear like, shit. <laughs> yeah, it is bear shit. I'm like, dude, why would you say that day one? Like, why don't you have a competition? It, this is the most exciting thing that's happened since Khalil Mack left Oakland and came here. And it's like, why would that be the thing that you're putting out there rather than have a competition? Because competitions are always good for quarterbacks. And, and like, part of me wonders if Nagy's not just being a contrarian or sticking to his guns out of stubbornness, you know, like, cause he he's knows. The, yeah. He's got the ego that he's like the offensive whiz. Yeah. Look, the best yeah. thing for a young quarterback reps, mm-hmm. confidence yep. and absolute damn certainty. You, they young quarterbacks need it. And everybody we get behind the gun that's young does not get it. It just never fucking happens. And no. then there's a problem. And that problem becomes development. And then it stalls the process. Or we'll, we'll, we'll stay, stay with him for a few years. And it'll be a quarterback battle. And then there'll be rumblings about this guy was a bust. And they'll go to the Bills and fucking ass rapers. And that's what that's <laughs> what happen. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I, it really it, it cooks my grits because I'm gonna be a ride or die Chicago Bears fan no, no matter what. That's just that's just the squad. I mean that's how it is. But dude, Rams, Bengals, Browns, and Detroit. Or is it Raiders? is yeah, Browns and Detroit. Like if we can get past four teams to start, then that that blows that whole four and whatever that we all like go into the season with, right? If we can get past four teams, we, we have a chance. Which yeah, we have a chance. I'll tell but you, I, not, I would be I would be celebrating in the streets if we came out of that two and two. You know? Like, oh my god! Just just oh my me, god! Give me two and two. I'll tell you what. That's I think it. I think with I watched that preseason, the second preseason game there with against the Bills, and that offensive line didn't. That was not good. That one hit no. that Fields took, I was like, holy shit! This is like, that was like scary. And, His and helmet you, flew off. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. that could have really gone bad. And he was yeah. completely unprotected. And then it happened again with with the free safety where he just flew right back in there. And like in a real game, like Aaron Donald's not going to pull up. You know what I mean? Oh no! Not um, because he's a dirty player, but because he's a a, a winner. Donald. He's a dominant yeah. player. And so, like you can't do that in the NFL, especially like that's a hard division that always plays. Pretty good defense, and See, I think that they realize, like, oh shit, we're gonna throw, we're gonna basically sacrifice Andy Dalton to this offensive line at the beginning of the season, and then they know. I think they know there's no way he's gonna survive that. You know? Yeah, that that could be. I mean, you know, that back to that Fields play. I mean, that to me is the kind of so that, that I think that was on Fields because like. That's the kind of stuff yeah. you got to recognize as a quarterback. Yeah. You see a dude like that with nobody on him, there's no eyes on him, you and there's just that ball. straight line, dude. Like uh, that's on fields, but that's the kind. That's exactly the reason, Daryl. You mentioned it. it's like the dude needs reps. Like that's he just it. needs more reps because that's, that's the kind of but thing he, you can only recognize in a game setting. And he looks like he gives you a chance to win. Like he's got even in you know they're getting routed and like he's still slinging the ball. And yeah. I don't know. He looks. I mean, I don't think he's you know. See the problem is we'll see. if he doesn't get the reps, He's right? Talented though, and and Mark, you know this. The problem is if he doesn't get the reps, right? And let's just say Andy Dalton is an absolute fucking nightmare, and he doesn't pan out. Then what you're gonna do because you didn't give Field the rep, Fields the reps, you're going to 
half your fucking offensive game plan so you can get them going. And we're already in the season, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. Like, yeah. you're going to half it. You're going to try to manufacture some type of running game to help him. And it's just not going to pop. And you're going to get, he's going to get chewed to pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're going to be trying to wrestle, not getting him hurt throughout the rest of his first year, as opposed to having him hit the ground running at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And that's where we're at. And that's, that's the bear shit I'm talking about. That's yeah. the stuff that drives me insane. What, you know what, what I mean? What really worries me is, is like you see it time and time and again, like with, uh, with Joe Burrows last year, it's like with a young quarterback, I think one of the worst things, maybe the worst thing you can do to a young quarterback is not protect him. And the bears are looking sketchy right now mm. on that mm-hmm. O-line. And Absolutely. Yeah, they, Absolutely. Well, it's also, they, they weren't running the ball. So like, you know, they were expecting it, but I tell you, watching Mitch shred them was uh, interesting. And granted, mm. the Bills are a much deeper offense. Yeah. I mean, they they were within a few plays of the Super Bowl last year, and um, yeah, th- that was that was wild. And I'm sure part of it's like he's motivated to come back there and show you what's up. But I, you know, one of my uh, bold predictions is I think we've not seen the last of Mitch Trubisky this season. I think one way or the other, he's going to end up you know, playing. Dude, I'm rooting for that guy. Like I, I'm a lifelong supporter of that guy because I think he, he, he just, he got a really shitty deal. And yeah, yeah he, he didn't like, I he, think he handled himself well too. Like he, he handled himself well. Yeah. He had so many opportunities to succeed in Chicago. It didn't work out. But if like, let's say Josh Allen gets hurt or let's say, you know, like Matt Stafford gets hurt or so like some, some team who can't afford to lose their quarterback, loses their quarterback. So they got to go get somebody like, and, and <laughs> Trubisky succeeds. Like I'm, I'm so happy for that. Cause he, he always yeah. had, he had a classy attitude about it, not working out. And I always root for that guy. Yeah. yeah. Stella. Yeah. He's, yeah. I, Stella. I, and I, I saw him doing something with Barstool and he just looked like a, he seemed like a, I don't know, grounded, normal person. He, he was, yeah. he just, uh, yeah, like you said, he got a raw deal and you know, he handled yeah. it well, but you know, everybody, that's the good thing about the NFL is it's, it's a meritocracy and, you know, um, people get second chances. Quarterbacks usually get quite a few chances before they're, they're, they're yeah. toast. Um, and a lot of the guys who don't pan out go, they can go the other direction. They can go the sort of the, 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 the Jay Cutler direction where they show up the, you know, the next week looking like they just smoked a box of cigarettes. You know what I mean? I like love Jay Cutler, man. <laughs> I like Jay Cutler. <laughs> He's such a fan of his, man. I really was. Yeah. I, uh, I just dig his style, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, sticking with the NFC North, you got the whole Aaron Rodgers situation there where he basically comes out, doesn't show up in the offseason, then shows up to training camp and just, like, roasts the front office um, yeah. in his press conference. want to be there. And I wonder, like, do you think he makes the? Do you think he plays the whole season in Green yeah. Bay, or do you think he? You think he somehow ends up getting traded? I no, feel like they're man. they're going to get to a point where he's. Is he that much of a competitor? He just wants to keep rolling. I think he's going to be Aaron. Rod- I think if something bad happens in Green Bay, which I'm always hoping for and praying for every night. Yeah. Um, of course, me it's, too. It's yeah, I me. Mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> It's going to be, in, in my opinion, something wild, like something conditioning related or something like, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't up, up, up to shape. That being said, like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be MVP level Aaron Rodgers, which sucks. Like when, when 
on the same day the Bears drafted Justin Fields and <laughs> earlier that day Aaron Rodgers told the Green Bay Packers he wanted to be traded it was like the best day as a Bears fan uh, <laughs> I can remember uh, but but we'll see man we'll, we'll, we'll see it's it's it sucks it's just the, the Packers are going to be great again the Packers are going to be yeah. really good again if Aaron if, if Aaron Rodgers is on the field he's going to ball he's going to discount double check and he's he's going to be a stud and then at the end of this year the uh, the front office is going to find some way some loophole within the the wording or language within his contract and escalators to trap him so, so he doesn't fucking leave <laughs> i'll you tell you what, what I mean? my my opinion on Aaron Rodgers is that he should thank his lucky stars that Richard Mendenhall had the worst fumble ever in that super bowl <laughs> the steelers were on the verge of they dominated them in that last quarter, and they were on the, ver- the probably a better defense than they had the year before. They were dominating them, marching down the field, and Richard Mendenhall just <laughs> shits it out, you know, like on the ten yard line, and that was it. And then they, you know, so if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Richard Mendenhall's fumble in two thousand ten, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers would be the best quarterback to you know he'd Never be that yeah he, he he's i don't know he's he's great in the regular season but he doesn't it's not he's not the same in the playoffs i don't know still a guy like that to only have one ring to me is like kind of criminal you know like a, yeah. a transcendent well he hasn't had you... a good teams yeah. as good a teams as he did that one year yeah 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 around and that, that's just probably one of the reasons one of the many reasons why he wants to leave like you it's not like Brady, where Brady comes in and says, "Hey, Arians, these are the people I want. I don't care if they're convicts. Bring them on." Like it's just, <laughs> it's like this is what we're gonna do. Like, that's, oh, man. Just, like, give me eight point five Antonio Browns on this. <laughs> yeah, team. I I'm now such a fan of uh, it's once he left the Patriots and the way they just rolled last year. Such a Tom Brady fan now. I'm, I'm very. I support him. Um, I was a He's hater. Speaking of your Steelers, but I just, though, guys. yeah, but I can't at this point. It's like I'm a, I'm a fool to deny his greatness. It's like you got. It's just he's he's great. He's the best. But um, what about T.J. Watt though? Did they, did they give him his money yet? They the rumor is that they're about to make him the highest paid defense player in the NFL. Mm. Which I mean, hard to argue against. I I kind of am shocked he didn't win defensive player of the year last year. Um, was it Aaron Donald last year, though? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I mean, hard, though, man. He's an, yeah. it's an interior player. And I, I just I just always look at it like this. Like, if you're, if you're double and triple team 80% of the time, all your snaps, yeah. well, you're I, still I heard, getting double-digit sacks a year. Like, I read something that, like, he had 73, like, 73 quarterback hits where it resulted in an incomplete pass. And it's like the next closest player was, like, I don't know, it was, like, a dozen off. It was a very – Big, and you think like, holy shit, that's a lot of impact in an NFL yeah. game. If they, if somebody's thrown the ball forty times and like yeah. seventy three times over fifteen, sixteen games, like that's he's making it's, a huge impact every yeah. every game. And for that guy to still get his get his, you know, get his numbers every oh. game, and a whole defense is just geared towards stopping him. Yet he's yeah, like you were saying, he just still gets it. Like if you if. If you fan split protection, meaning me three and three and two on the line, right? If you fan split three guys for one player on your defense, that's and he still gets home, that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, and, and then by the way, you still that's have to deal with Cam weird. Hayward, you know, <laughs> and Steven to it. Like they're, they're Daryl and I were Daryl was telling me he he thinks 
you know, the Steelers are going to be – their defense is ferocious. They're stupid. And Devin, yeah. De- like <laughs> Devin Bush stupid. coming back healthy, he's a menace to society on the field. And um, they got they still this- got Mika Fitzpatrick, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Hayden. That kid's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Stud. Yeah. Yeah. And the, their defense is just stacked. And it's like everybody – I'm used to the Ben disrespect. It's been the whole – pretty much his whole career, even when he was like leading the league in passing yards. But he looked pretty good in this last preseason game. He was kind of lighting it up. And even Mason Rudolph, who I'm not the biggest fan. I feel like if you get beat with your own helmet, that's – you got to – you know what I mean? You've lost the team. Um, but that's just my opinion. I uh, Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not too confident in Dwayne Haskins either. Although he's usually when they make, see, usually in Steelers shit in the preseason, the guy that they have start the game against Carolina at quarterback is almost always the one that gets cut who doesn't. Hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be Haskins that gets cut or Dobbs because Dobbs hasn't really played. He's been there for a couple years, but uh, Mason Rudolph, even he looked good. Um, Najee Harris. That yeah. was one of those ones where I'm like, how did the Steelers end up getting this guy? You know, like, because they don't yeah. usually do that, you know? They get, like, the best available player. And I was shocked that he was there. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling feeling good about the Steelers. Um, the Chiefs, you know, I'm kind of we were kind of looking at all the, the, the big storylines this year. The Chiefs are going to be, like, great anyway. You know, no, no Chiefs surprise. Chiefs Chiefs. <laughs> And it's, and I don't know if it's, and I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but I don't know if it's the way that they're practicing, the practice rules have changed with the preseason, but there hasn't been many players that have been, there's always like some big shocking, you know, injury or what suspension or something. Everybody's been very, you know, um, it's been quiet. So I'm hoping that that health and quiet stays, you know, into the regular season because, like you said, somebody gets hurt, then next thing you know, Mitch Trubisky's on, you know, the Raiders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I, I don't know if it's helpful that, you know, I, I, I don't mind the whole three preseason game thing. Like, I, 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 it's, it's weird to only have three preseason games and then that week off. And then uh, and then the 17 games, which will, which will be interesting. You can't be a 500 team anymore. Um, yeah. What do you think yeah, about we, the, the extra game, Daryl? I mean, it, I I think it 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 gets me paid more. So I mean, <laughs> that's my next question: Does the contract now get split? Uh, like, does your game checks get smaller because you're getting more of them, or do they just dealt you know add you one on? I would hope they'd add extra, you one. Extra game is is extra content is extra. Thank you, Jesus. So for me, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. That's good. I I I, I take my I, t- I have to take my player self my former player self out of it because. I'm not on the field. So like, you know, if I was a player, I'd probably be like, God, man, one more day, one more fucking game where I'm going to get my shit crushed up. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't amount to a playoff berth or a chance at the Super Bowl, I'm going to be super pissed. And that's more recovery I'm going to have to do during the off season. You know what I mean? So um, what did they add? Like another, it can't be another divisional game. What What did they, just another random? Just, I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely outside of the division. Because it's I, like I actually you, don't know. You rotate a con- like mm-hmm. one year the, the AFC North plays the NFC South, and then it's the NFC East. Like it rotates that way, and then there's some like first place calculation yeah, too. Like it, teams that play in first that finish first play each other or something. 
but I don't know how they. I wonder if it's like a non-divisional opponent. It would have to be somebody from the other conference, I guess, to make it fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, if there'd can... be a tiebreaker, the, your conference standing is what. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna, yeah. you know, it's gonna be weird to see like eight and nine finishes, you know, or like. I tell you what's or, weird. Or yeah. seven and ten. What a weird, just Ooh. it's just strange, you know. It, it throws the your mental prediction math off, but not only that, it throws the throws the metrics off. Watching these games yeah. with like defensive backs with single digits and like the whole new numbering scheme mm-hmm. is very. Yeah. I guess they're trying to be more like college and kids growing up have uh, changed their taste in numbers or whatever it is, but I don't know. It, uh, it, that's, that's a little weird. It also renders a lot of the records that we have so firmly in place kind of asterisk now, because now you're going to get guys thrown for more touchdowns, rushing for more yards, c- catching more passes, getting more sacks. And like, yeah. got an asterisk now you, we got, we got to start putting these little, you know, these records with an asterisk nearby. So it's a little yeah. weird. I also uh, but, made like Jim Brown so impressive because it's like, yeah, well, he did this in, you know. A, yeah, however many games. 12-game yeah. season yeah. or whatever it was then. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Or you could be like Deacon Jones and be like thoroughly pissed like all those years where they weren't like recording sacks and you probably <laughs> oh. hit the quarterback like 50 times. <laughs> that is <laughs> insane like, that oh. nobody ever thought that that was an important <laughs> metric. Yeah, I know. Oh, like, you know, like, yeah, sorry, Deacon. Yeah, those are your numbers, not ours. Can't they, can't they just hire somebody, like, just hire some interns and, like, just watch a bunch of footage from those days, you know what I mean? Dude, I think I, I think we have a production here where, like, they actually went back and did that, and it was, yeah. like, he was, like, legit, like, he had, like, 30-something sacks in a season if it was an actual stat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous, Isn't, bro. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dale, but I remember something along the lines of the official st- – sack number comes to the league like on Tuesdays and it can change from like what they report in the game to what actually mm. comes out because the coaches well, review it all. Well, the co- it but all. The, mm. the coaches of the team award, like if it's a half sack or a full sack, mm-hmm. the, that team says like, I don't know. It was a half sack between 54 and 55, you know, not like, and they're the ones based on like merit and that it's not like exactly by the book. Not like that. It's well, like it, it's it, like it's like up it, to debate. Well, it comes it comes from vendor first, and then like our the the, the team in in New York make they make it official based upon like team to them and then to stat. Mm. So yeah. they can just so there's I'm sure there's some yeah okay I mean who's well, going to argue with the half sack though? Well, the thing about it is like it it it, it kind of fucks you too because like if you're like say you're researching a game and you're you're cutting it right and then like. Like it hasn't been adjusted yet, and then something goes out, and if the stat's wrong, and then we have like a sound pop for it, then we have to fucking fix that on any subsequent broadcasts, which mm. sucks. And then like whoever talk about needing an like, army of interns. Oh, dude, it's go like, back and find every nuts, reference man. to seven and a half sacks. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. No, it was eight. Thank you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, there's got to be interns crawling at every level you know, of uh, these, these teams and they're always, they're always trying to, well, like, I mean, every NFL franchise is trying to outsmart the next and get the next, you know, like the, the, the legend of the loophole master that works for the Patriots. That's like some guy, Bill Belichick knows from MIT. That's not even like a football guy. He's just (laughs) some genius, you know, like everybody's got, got some is trying to, you know, get an edge. Um, Analytics. I'll tell you what was bold. 
and this is you know sensitive subject, but this part is odd to me. You know, the, <laughs> watching the NFL top 100, you know, players bit, and then they mentioned Deshaun Watson, and it's like, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's that's our boy EJ on the. Uh, on the VO. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he does everything. <laughs> Shout okay, out to EJ, uh, everyman, voice legend. And uh, it's like, no one knows what Deshaun Watson's future holds, but he's great. And it's like, hmm. Odd, <laughs> odd, <laughs> odd messaging. Well, so inconsistent here's the thing, here's choice the thing too, of words. Like, something like that happens, right? He's on, and then like, once his future is determined, However that goes, if it's not favorable, then somebody will be uh, recutting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. I was just you know? shocked that made it out, you know, that nobody was like, hey, yeah. That's, Maybe we should avoid this guy for a while. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's clarity. just, just it's, in it's, case. It's like it's not, it's not a thing until it's a thing. That's kind of how it's always been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's like top down from you know the the commission man. Like it's we 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 were doing our own internal investigations type deal. So until you know innocent until proven, whatever. It's, it's like yeah. when the Madden yeah. like when the Madden game comes out and Tim Tebow is still in the Jaguars because that came out between the you know yeah yeah. yeah. It's definitely not like college where like if there were even rumblings of something, they just like kick you out of the university yeah. and like ask yeah. questions later. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, contracts. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting interesting year, and I think the the momentum, the NFL. I think I said this last time we talked was, they had the best consistent presentation without fans. Um, I felt like the yeah. NBA was just I couldn't get into the NBA without fans. Um, much more so once they brought that back this year, uh, but you know, the NFL having fans back is going to kind of change the dynamic and they experimented with a lot of stuff last year, like the, the Nickelodeon thing, you know, they had a you know a game where Pat McAfee was doing commentary, you know, there's, they experimented a lot, learned a lot of stuff. And I think we're going to see, I hope we're going to see more of that kind of pushing the, the envelope of the presentation thing. Um, well, I'm like, Mark, I'm, I'm excited just for football to be back around this time. Just like you, like when you like two weeks out, you're like, shit, it's coming. We're know, here. Coming. You can smell it. It's in the air. Like, you yeah. know, all your buddies are talking about it. Your family's talking about it. And, you know, if you have any type of of, of, of affiliation with the league, somebody's going to be calling you to say something. You know what I mean? Um, but Fantasy the most part, like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And um, I'm, I'm just I'm ready for fans to just holistically be back because – Fans add something to the game, and again, don't, don't get me wrong. We had them towards the tail end of last year, but it just—it's not the same as a week one kickoff. And I mean, we <laughs> pumping in crowd noise when there's nobody in the seats just to kind of facilitate something for broadcast, and you know, COVID is roaming the land and owns it. It's just—it's just eerie and weird and body snatcher like, and I don't—I don't fucking dig it. And it changes how you produce. It changes how you edit. You don't have cutaways to just like those awesome shots of like the, the hometown team fans just like losing their minds. No sound, just empty fucking seats. And it's super depressing, bro. Every highlight we've done this year is it started with a world besieged by COVID nineteen. It's just like <laughs> son of a. Uh, 
oh man but it won't be like that anymore so yes you know yeah home field advantage is a thing again you know oh my gosh right yeah it plays such a dramatically different role in football than other sports because it actually affects the game you know yeah like actually on the defensive end affects the game and it's not it's not like in the metaphorical sense like oh it pumps up the players which it does but it's like it actually has a real tangible effect on the outcome of a game um and yeah i'm 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 just excited man and even the bears come out and they're and you know they're just they're just a disappointment or fields underwhelms or Nagy gets fired or whatever even if it's the worst season imaginable i'm just excited to see football again man i just don't want to see aaron Rodgers win a super bowl that would be great (laughs) you've got to as you get older and as a football fan you your priorities start to become more aligned yeah man Packers yeah. success, Bears success. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with average. With, man. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with yeah. the average for both. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's the best. And now, as we wind down here, I want to kind of get, let me get some bold predictions. And I and I'll and I'll go first with my bold prediction. Um, I think PJ Walker, the quarterback for the Panthers, Temple guy number one, who Matt Rule, you know, Temple coach, uh. Number two, XFL guy. He he lit up the XFL. He's been hot all preseason. I think PJ Walker is going to have like a like a wild year. That's my hope. That's really? my big. That's that's what I'm talking about for a, for a hot, bold, spicy everyman prediction. So, is, so is I think, think PJ Walker think, on the Panthers is going to have a great season. So think you think Sam his, Darnold? So you think Sam Darnold is going to crash and burn pretty early? Yep, I think PJ Walker has because I got really into the XFL because the. the, the the XFL somehow it was crazy and, and surreal. They got a hold of us, wanted us to come cover the, their opening game. I went down there. Shane McMahon's there. Like I love the XFL, the whole idea of it. I've got a credential with my face and the XFL logo on. It's insane. And I remember looking at my best friend, going, "You know, at least if anything crazy happens, we made it to the first game back." And then, of course, the world comes to a screeching halt like three weeks later. So I watched a lot of the XFL last year. And P.J. Walker, was, I was like, man, this dude's definitely definitely an NFL-caliber quarterback. He's eviscerating every defense he plays. And it was like he was making everybody look like like he was like Michael Vick in the XFL last year. And um, when I was like, ah, if, if he gets somewhere, then Matt Rule goes to Carolina. Temple connection. He was like the whole Temple team when you know he was here and they were successful with him. Um, and watching him in the preseason, he's like... He's the real deal. And, uh, I, yeah, I think Sam Darnold's not – I think he's by, – by the end of the season, P.J. Walker's going to be – if they have any success, it's going to be P.J. for sure. Damn. My, my bold, get, bold take. That's a very bold. Do you have any bold, wild takes, Daryl, that the average person would be like, dude, you're crazy? No. I just I just have things that I believe like wholeheartedly, and I believe that this will be the year that uh, um, Aaron Donald breaks the sack record. Yeah. That's a wild take, I, I, but that, that's, that's a pretty wild take. I can believe I, that. I believe, I believe this is going to be the year where he, like, breaks it and he shatters it. And, like, somebody's going to look back and say, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I believe it, man. I believe it. He's, yeah. like, so charming and, like, photogenic. And it just looks like he's carved out of, like, a mountain. It's insane. And, like, he's so good, and every time you see him on the field, like, it's like, where did he come from? Like, why, how does this even 
Because he doesn't necessarily look like, even though he's huge and jacked, like, he's not, I don't know. When I think of defensive tackles still, I think of, like, early 2000s, like, Casey Hampton. That's, or Vince Wilfork, you know, or Warren Sapp late in his career. Like, I think of just these big, double-wide yeah. men, you know. Oh, yeah. And he's oh, just, yeah. like, he could be, like, a tight end or, like, a linebacker or, yeah. you know, like, he could be a, he could be anything on the field. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, like... When, when, like, you, like, somebody like me, like, who, you know, wasn't the greatest player in the world as far as being a defensive lineman, but good enough to make it. Um, and having studied all those great players that you're like, oh, man, like the Warren Saps of the world, you know what I mean? Like, you know, appreciate you, bro. You know, um, <laughs> but like to, 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 to go through all of that and then to see someone like him play and like being in this place where you have like every piece of fucking footage that, there can yeah. be about it Aaron Donald like it's just at your fingertips and you watch it and I'm just like this guy is it, it's 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 you can't even really put it in the lyric it's just when I would think all right man like all right this guy is doing this thing I need to go to a counter like he's already there it's like it's like music it's like he's just going note to note to fucking hitting it like that's just that's just how he rolls and to see it every freaking play and then to see him do it surrounded by like 900 pounds of men. Like that's, that's the thing. It it just, it blows my mind. You know, it's hard enough to just do it when you, when you have a one-on-one with the guy, you know what I mean? But to do it with multiple people and to know, like also you got to think too, a guy who has the mentality that like, I don't care if it's two or three people, I'm going to get home. That's a different mindset, man. That's a different fucking mindset. And for him to win and win, like, God, man, it's it's insane. It's insane to think about. So, like, I mean, again, I don't know if that's really bold, but I just believe, like, it's not going to be like a 22. It's not going to be like a 20. It's not going to be like a 22 he just – or 21 to 22 and he just makes it or ties. It's not going to be like a be Brett like Favre. Like, Brett Favre slides it's, down it's, it's and gonna allows be like it to some, happen. It's going to be like some – he breaks it and there's, like, still, like – three or four games left in the season. And then like, people are going to be like, he's going to absolutely fucking destroy this thing. And I don't know, you know, it, it's going to be like, we might have to go back really and extend the sack thing to give Deacon Jones a chance to see if that was like, yeah, yeah, that's, I can yeah. see it. I believe it. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's an alien. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Mark? What's your what's your hot take, bro? I, I got. I, I was like thinking about it while you guys were talking because like I was like, do I have any wild takes? But I think I do. Like I, I think I do. I have a I have I have a thought that the, the Saints are actually going to be really good with Jameis Winston. I think this is the year that like he looks good. We everybody starts yeah. to respect Jameis Winston again because remember yeah. like he he, he was <laughs> yeah. exciting for a long time and like speaking of, like quarterbacks who never like. Like he had a lot of excitement and then the turnover prone reputation kind of followed him around. And then we kind of forgot about him, but he has looked pretty good in the preseason. He made a couple of ridiculous throws the other day. Um, And it's like, I think it's being marketed as this like quarterback battle. It's competition between him and Taysom Hill, but it's like, that's not really close. Mm -hmm. Cause like Taysom Hill is not, I mean like. He doesn't have the physical gift that that he has when he throws the ball. It's insane. He, yeah, like T- Taysom Hill is a, an important cog in that machine, but he's not hes not a franchise quarterback. And, like, I'm not saying James Winston's a franchise quarterback, but we've seen him do some things that are freakish. 
And he's got Sean Payton now over him. And that's only a two good years thing. too. Now it's not like it. Yeah. You know, he's had a full yep. Yep. cycle. Yep. Yeah. That's so a good, I, that's I, a good take. I, yeah, I, I see it. And I think a lot of people are kind of, kind of clowning that situation. Yeah. The saints like, well, he's know, got Michael like Thomas, this, right? Is it, or is there something going on with him too? No, Michael Thomas is still there. Alvin Kamara is still there. It's like their defense yeah. is still their defense. Kamara, like, I, I think, yeah. Defense, yeah. baby. Yeah. And it's not My like, man, like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's not like Drew Brees was lighting it up, you know, anyways, last season. So it's like, and they were still a good team. So it's like, I, I think that team's still going to be kind of scary. I think Jameis Winston is actually going to start to get some uh, respect around the league. And that's, that's my, maybe that's not the hottest take, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. I think that's pretty damn good. I like yeah. it. Pretty I like good. it. Yeah. I like it, Mark. Um, I'll tell you what, man, not only am I happy that you're here, I'm happy that we're here talking football. Uh, it's always always a pleasure to connect with you just about anything, uh, let alone you know the game that we all love. Um, what's the you, best way to keep up with you on your adventures uh, and for people to keep an eye out for your new music? Uh, Instagram. Instagram's the only way. Um, at Mark Periphery on Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, new Haunted Shores record coming probably fourth quarter this year, uh, I would say. And the new Periphery record's gonna be even longer than that it'll we're gonna be, take our time it'll be that, out yeah. when it's ready yeah d- exactly and don't expect any live shows from us anytime soon because we're not trying to get caught up in this whole you know plan a tour four months out and then have a bunch <laughs> of shows canceled and then try to keep doing it and then just scrap the whole thing a weekend and then lose 25 grand no we're gonna take yeah. our time <laughs> yeah. yeah we're gonna no. take our time talk so. about a bold bold take there um, that's a that's a that's a bold take that's there you a go. bold take um <laughs> Mark, my man, as always, dude, it's a pleasure, and uh, we'll catch you soon, man. Thank you, guys.